Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Prog Quo, the music podcast where I subject my friends to progressive rock music and they, in turn, get to subject me to any album that they want to. This one's a little bit on the longer side, so strap yourselves in as I am talking with one of my all-time friends of Lauren. And uh, she's getting me to listen to one of the most popular albums within the past decade, and I'm getting her to listen to one of my all-time favorite albums from one of my all-time favorite bands. Before we dive in, the usual thanks to Liana Olinsky for the show's graphic and Explosive Ear Candy for their song All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. And I hope everybody's having a good time out there. I know that the weather is starting to turn. We're getting less daylight. But you know, I love the colder, crisp days. And these two albums provide just the great comfort that I was hoping for. And I hope it does for you too. So strap yourselves in for a little bit of a longer podcast. And I will catch you guys once again at the ad break. I'll see you then. No more snow, no more rain. Should I also like introduce myself? Like, yeah, of course you, I am. Okay. You can do that right now because I just hit record. Okay, great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. Hello. And and Lauren, who are you? Uh, I am Lauren Hummel, and I have known Mike. I've actually known you uh, for almost seven years. Oh, yeah, we've we've met that threshold where after seven years, you're stuck with them. <gasps> wow that's amazing so, yeah we're stuck yeah. with one another now yeah so yeah. well I know you through um our your old job my current job at yeah. the Ontario Library Association and yeah. we also used to have a writing group together we did I miss that writing group so much yeah. it was so much I, fun I know it's just like kind of everyone went off into their own little worlds yeah yeah, but um, the projects live on, some in our hearts and southern, some <laughs> more so will hopefully see the light of day. So Maybe the more so light of day 10 years from now, let's say. Yeah, that. but you can, <laughs> hey, listeners can be like, I knew Lauren Wynn, right? So there when you she go. listened to an album Michael made her listen to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez so um that begs the question then what album are you getting me to listen to okay so i oh boy, oh boy. Uh, you look you look I very had a long list. <laughs> you look very devious so here. actually i <laughs> i have i had a list of uh the albums i was thinking of giving to you okay and kind of going back and forth i was like well i know michael likes listening to music that maybe he can like really sink his teeth into and mm-hmm. The one that I had two, I was settled on two of them and I was trying to decide between the two of them. And I was like, oh, this one's really good, but it's maybe a little too poppy or, um, you know, I wasn't really, I'm like, oh, but anyway, so I'm going to be the person to recommend to you Lemonade by Beyonce. Amazing. I, I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, here's why I picked this one in the end. Please. So my other... My other choice was going to be This Is Acting by Sia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that album. I 
that's what I just have on loop all the time. Yeah, I do but like Sia. I do dance around my apartment yeah. with Sia. So. Oh, she just makes you feel so empowered. It's like, so good. you just go take on the world. Yeah. But Lemonade, for me, well, also, I was thinking of recommending Homecoming by Beyonce, which is her live album, but it's mm. also two hours long. It's, I and mean, so, it wouldn't be the first album that's over two hours long that I've listened to. Oh, gosh. But um, I'm glad that you chose one that's shorter. Exactly. So I chose Lemonade just because it's also like her most acclaimed uh, album. And for me, you know, this album came out four years ago and I'm a, yeah. And I'm a big believer of, you know, coming to things on your own terms. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes you're not ready to listen to something or read something or watch something, but when the time is right, it will just kind of connect. And so that was me when I watched homecoming and it came out last year or the year before. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Beyonce has come back into my life because I was a big Destiny's Child fan when I was yeah. a kid. Okay. Uh, and so I came back into my life and then I listened to Lemonade and I was like, oh my God, she is the queen. I get it now. <laughs> I get it um, now. And okay. I get it now. And I have to say, if you've wa- have you watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I have. I haven't, I'm not caught up. I think I've watched the first three seasons then you would have seen Titus laminating. Okay. 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 I, I maybe have. Yes. I, I maybe, <laughs> so I may have that's seen another it, thing. didn't remember or connect what he was doing. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So when you listen to the songs, you'd be like, oh, and then you go back and watch. It's, it's hilarious. So anyway, it kind of, kind of, it laminate kind of came to me very organically. And I listened to it a few more times, just kind of leading up to our chat here. And I was just like, I think you'll enjoy it, especially for the time we're in right now. And Mm -hmm. just her sounds are just so varied in Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I said this to my husband, you you know, there's not a song, like if you don't like one song, there is going to be a song on there that you will love because they're all so different. Okay. Yeah. And isn't this the one where she- So that is my choice. (laughs) Isn't this the one where she uh, made a music video for every single song on the album? Yeah, she's done that twice. So this is, yeah. And I was trying to find, um, I was trying to find the whole, it's a film. It's like an hour long film. And I tried to find it, but I think you have to purchase it through Tidal. Tidal. Um, But it, yeah, it's, that's uh, Jay-Z. Like the music streaming app from Jay-Z? Yes, yes. yes. But I I don't know if it's available in Canada. I had a hard time finding it. There are some music videos on YouTube um, that are also like, I didn't want to recommend those because the, the music on its own is a lot. The right. music videos are absolutely just a feast for the eye. It's just incredible. Okay. Okay. I'm excited mm-hmm. for this. I, I, in the back of my head, I kind of knew you were going to say Beyonce. So I had kind of like tried <laughs> to think of albums that I could introduce to you that had that kind of Beyonce flair and Beyonce energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't think anything from progressive rock has anything that commanding. Uh, I'll just uh, come right out and say that as a blanketed <laughs> statement. <laughs> There's no, like, you're going to slay. You're going to like, Oh no, no, no. That. Oh yeah. Like, like progressive rock is the whitest, the most predominantly male cis straight musical stylings you'll ever get. So like, I'm pretty sure if you say, oh yeah, we're going to slay to anybody from the progressive rock group, they're like, you mean we're going to like kill a dragon? 
Like we'll slay, we'll slay a mighty beast. Um, and that's why I was like, when I was looking through the selections that had already been made, I was like, I think we're going to need a really strong yeah. black voice in this. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm loving how so many of my, my friends that are on this have recommended albums like that to me. So I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I think you're going to enjoy Lemonade. Okay, okay. Um, so the album that I'm giving to you is almost uh, like 180 degree turn. Yes. Um, something completely different. But I still wanted something that still captured that essence, like still had that um, very empowering um, and very like good vibes, I think is the best way to put it. Um, and this is my ultimate okay. good vibes album. Um, this is the album that I will put on if I'm even a little bit sad. Like Emerson, Lake and Palmer's Brain Salad Surgery is my favorite go-to for this. But in terms of like happy, joyful, unironically and unbashionably like optimistic, mm-hmm. this is the album. Um, so the album is called A Doorway to Summer by a band called Moon Safari. Moon Safari. Yes. I love that name. <laughs> yes. So they are a... Um, Sorry, A Doorway to what? A Doorway to Summer. To Summer. Oh, yes. here it is. Okay. I was just yeah. loading it on my Spotify here. Yeah. So it's got like the moon and there's like, a, it's blue or yellow. I can't remember which one they have. Oh my God. It's five songs and it's an hour long. <laughs> yep. Interesting. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. So um, they're, they're a Swedish progressive rock band. Um, I love Swedish things. So. Yes. Okay. Um, so um, just to kind of give a little bit of context, uh, this album was released back in 2005. And in 2005, the progressive rock scene was starting to shift into a darker, heavier motifs. Like it was two or three years away from really submerging itself really into that. But any new band that was coming onto the scene at the time was dark, was gritty, was angsty. And then these guys come in and aren't doing any of that and are almost like the diamond in the rough in that sense. Um, So they have, I think, four or five albums now. This is their first album. And it's still my favorite just because of how overly joyful it all is okay interesting so, yeah so very different albums but i think they're both i i hope lemonade will leave me very hopeful and very like empowered yeah like i this was the thing so i i had a list of eight other wow sorry nine albums okay so i can one... have you i can have you back and we won't be in need of <laughs> trying to figure out what album to put Oh gosh. Um, but one of them was Adele's 21, which is like a breakup. Um, it album, is. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard Lemonade, that one. Yeah. And so Lemonade is a breakup album, but what I love about it is that it doesn't just like sit there and complain that you're breaking up or that you're really sad. And it, right. it really, it, it's so complex in that there is just if you love the person, they've hurt you, you're working through forgiveness or reconciliation. And it's Mm -hmm. just kind of this like struggle. And that's why I just, I love it so much. It's because it's, 
it's, it talks about the experience you would have in a relationship, like the vast mm -hmm. experience. It's not just like one little, oh, I hate you and I, I hope you die. It's like, right. I hope you die, but I love you still and come back and, oh no, I still hate you. And, oh, but right, I love right, you. Right, right, um, So that's why I really like it is that it just, it adds a complexity to like the human emotions that would go through this kind mm -hmm. of experience. So um, our mutual friend, Sarah, who I've had on the, the podcast she got me to listen to the chicks's album uh the <gasps> latest one i was going one. to recommend that one too <laughs> oh my god imagine so, if i said that uh, no right um <laughs> so i'm going to ask you the same question that i asked sarah which was um so because this is like a breakup album is this the breakup album and i think you'll understand this question more than maybe sarah did um because Coldplay, in my mind, put out two breakup albums. Oh, definitely. Uh, they put out um, Ghost Stories, yep. and then they put out Kaleidoscope, which yep. in my head are two very different breakup albums, but are still the breakup albums. Is this one more like Ghost Stories, where it's genuine, it's a little cringy at times, but it's real? Or is it more like Kaleidoscope, which is um, the lead singer trying to convince everybody that he's fine when very obviously he is not? Uh, I would say neither. It's because uh, Ghost Stories had a sound, like a through sound that was, uh -huh. they were all kind of, um, I don't want to say they were all similar, but there was a tone, there was a tone that carried itself throughout the whole album. Lemonade is like each song like could stand on its own. Okay. It, and when it opens, like when you go through and listen to it, it opens with a song that almost sounds like it should be at the end of an album. Oh, I love, okay, and okay, it's okay. It's really strange because you're like, wait, this is the end? Oh, <gasps> this is the end of her relationship? And then it, it's, so I, I, it's interesting you say like to compare it to Coldplay because I would, because I also feel like she made this album specifically for black women. So when you're listening to it, it's uh, like for a different audience. Right, right, right. The way she is singing, I feel like she's singing on behalf of, I don't want to say she's singing on behalf of a whole group of people, but like right. she's tapping into kind of that pain that doesn't really exist in Coldplay's Music. yeah yeah and that's... it sounds so visceral to me like there's one song uh, I, well, when we get to more of the weeds of it but like there's one song like i every time i hear it i just get like tingles because you can just hear her kind of channel something mm. into her voice and it's just like oh my god whereas cool play it's like yeah you're sad <laughs> you're Beyonce sad, trying to transcend things here right 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 you're <laughs> sad but yeah. what are you gonna do about it you just be sad and also okay. yeah and also Beyonce at this time had uh she didn't have the twins she had just uh blue ivy so mm. she has a daughter so she also, she's also singing as a mother and oh. so there's a lot of facets to her identity that really come through this album that I that I feel like you don't really get with other quote breakout break up albums like mm -hmm. Adele's 21. It's just kind of like a one, you only see one facet of their experience. Whereas Lemonade, you get a lot of it. You could say like, oh, well, I had a terrible breakup. So I'll listen to this one song. It's like, oh, but I still love and want to be with them. So I'll listen to this one other song. So it's, yeah, I, 
I want to talk about more about it, but you haven't listened to it. So. I haven't listened to it yet. I feel like it will be a one-sided conversation until we get into it. Exactly. So. I can talk at you about it. <laughs> and I'll be like, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. yep, yeah. sure, sounds great. Okay, so you will experience the absolute joy that is Moon Safari, and I will experience the ultimate emotions that are Lemonade, and mm-hmm. we'll reconvene and start gushing about our, our music. <laughs> I'm so... I'm, I was just like, I'm looking most forward to recommending Beyonce to you. <laughs> one thing I was really excited about. I was like, I just want Michael to listen to Formation by Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're here at the ad break. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys are having fun with this little podcast that we've got going on for you. Lauren and I had a great time kind of setting up both of these albums, and we have a lot more to cover. So I hope you guys are ready to strap in. I've got some thank yous that I really want to extend, and the first one is to Philippe Higuria. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Philippe is the newest addition to the Patreon family. If you want to be cool like Philippe, head on over to my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. And I want to thank a longtime supporter of mine. He's been here since the beginning. He was one of the very first commenters on any of my videos. And that one goes out to username GRVRush2112. He has been with me as I mentioned from the beginning and I want to give him a huge shout out so if you ever see him commenting on my uh, videos just give him a little high and send him some good energies because he definitely deserves it and uh, with that I think we're going to jump right back into the podcast again a huge thank you to Liana Olinsky for the show's graphic and to Explosive Ear Candy for their song All Together Now which is the soundtrack to this podcast so without further ado let's jump back in and find out what Lauren thought of A Doorway to Summer from Moon Safari and find out my thoughts of Beyonce's Lemonade I'm sure it will be a good time i mean i'm not sure i know because i was there <laughs> all right let's jump back in okay so how was that i i had mixed feelings about it okay um, okay walk me and through it and i yeah i okay okay here's the thing Lay it on one me. of the songs is one of the songs is almost 25 minutes long and i was like oh no oh, this <laughs> no. is a big mountain to climb. oh boy the six minutes i can handle like it's okay okay, okay. um but i took i took notes for each of the songs and okay. want me to go through them there's only five songs right so yeah um the first one which was Doorway. Um, I think that was probably my favorite one in terms of um, closer to the type of music that I usually listen to, which is, I have an eclectic music taste, but I I tend to stay in the mainstream. What was most popular and stuff like that, I don't really spool out into different things, but it, it really reminded me, and I don't know if this will be offensive to you or not, it really reminded me of... The ending song of 40 year old virgin. <laughs> oh, is the, that uh, yeah, the Age of Aquarius. Yes, Age of Aquarius. That's and it just reminded me of when I was listening to it, I got 
it was the most interesting song to me because it reminded me of my dad who was a huge hippie and how he would probably definitely listen to this at the cottage with the harmonica and the guitar sounds and Mm -hmm. being in like you know hippy dippy and living his life and it was really (laughs) it really reminded me of my dad my dad is the like you he is like huge into music he uh, like I don't know a time when there's not music playing in his house Mm -hmm. so that that song reminded me of it and I liked the I think it had my favorite lyric in the whole album which was listen to your inner voice it always leads you home always guides you right yeah it's like it's good because it's like you know listen to your intuition which I Okay, okay. Because that's not what's that? That track was kind of like the big single off of the album. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the one that they play live. I would not Oh, I would not have guessed that at all. Yeah. I it was like, okay, get to the point with all your synth. (laughs) I don't like synth. And I was like, oh my god. And I was like in the middle of making my dinner, I was like, okay. What? <laughs> what's going on? Okay. And then I was like, okay, what? Like the, the, the lyrics, when I was reading through them, I was like, this is kind of a strange song. And I was trying to find like what the meaning would be behind it. And I was like, is this having to do with like Swedish history? Because the last lyric was like selling Sweden to Norway or something and I was like it sounded like it was like a nod to like their history or I wasn't really quite sure right but anyway um yeah this this is yeah yeah, it's kind of about um I guess like at least my interpretation of it um is like how different people view different cultures a little bit um and their exposure to the American lifestyle as Swedish individuals, uh, oh, which is why they keep right. saying uh, crossing the ocean. Um, right. Okay. And you will see a mad, mad okay. world kind of an idea because um, it's like a yeah. whole other world that they're not all that into, but they are jiving with the energy, even if they don't necessarily get it. Mm, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the aesthetic. <laughs> interesting uh a son of your own the that song that track um it had kind of ominous piano music to open and i was like well this coming from the piano I was like okay um but i like that they kind of uh at the middle to the end slowed down the tempo which i really mm-hmm. liked and it was mm-hmm. it was obviously preparing you for this 25 minute long song that I have lots of notes about. <laughs> yeah, so so because <laughs> I was like, oh god, I think this is actually the longest song I've ever listened to. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, before we get into uh, we spin the world, which is that big twenty-four minute track, uh, almost twenty-five minute track. Um, 
see i love son of your own um that third track there um because mm-hmm. it's in some ways the the slowest track off the album because all the other ones are very like hippy dippy very like worshiping the sun flower power flower child yes, yes. oh my god you know and i was like oh much of the sun and the moon and oh yeah it's it's very like embracing nature and embracing all that kind of stuff um but the thing that i love about a son of your own is how much of a build it is like it's the whole song is really held together by like the ending crescendo and the ending uh of the track and yeah which i like which i like the most yeah um and i i love how you know it's a little bit of a metaphor for like things that are very worthwhile where Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of effort and energy to build something up that's so grand um so that by the time you get to it you can appreciate it that much more like it's a play on words too with the son of your own mm-hmm. it, you could almost take it as it like and it, i felt like and again when i talk about the we spend the world it kind of sounded like some of the lyrics throughout the album was almost like a child speaking to a parent and they're like this is what i'm learning about the world and it's a little different from the world that you live in or yeah. the world that you think of yeah the the overall feeling that I have when I listen to this is very childlike and juvenile, but not in a demeaning way. And more yeah. of like, this is what we saw in the world when we had innocent eyes. Yeah. Right? Like we had this universe and world of possibilities before it was tainted. Yes. <laughs> kind of an idea. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, so, so the big track that we spin the world. Oh, boy. Um, so the opening line immediately made me think of the Beatles, um, okay, yeah, sitting on yeah. a, cl- sitting on, okay, maybe the lyric is wrong here, sitting on a cloud, making jokes to the crowd, made me think of, um, I am the walrus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sitting on a cornflake, yep. waiting for the, yeah, that's what it made me think yeah, of. Yeah, I can um, see that, I can see that. Yeah, and so it was, this one kind of felt like hodgepodge of things, because, at one point, they're like, um, they say, there's no need to gamble. You can't win this game is rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, so you know that there's obviously some, there's rigging to the system we're in. And then um, I have a beard, my hair is longer, but I still don't have a job. So I'll keep staring at the skies, asking my why, when, what, whys. And then I was like, okay, so you're like, you know the world is rigged, so you don't want to uh, participate in it. But then you go on to say, um, like, I'm living in this world now. We're all together. Happy. Woo. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, at least with this one, because the band is quite young in age, uh, especially here. Um, 
and a lot of their lyrics sound like they could have been written by those like hippie boomers um yes that's the only thing i was thinking of yeah it's just my dad (laughs) yeah exactly and it's just like wow these are coming from and that's probably one of the reasons why boomers love this band so much um Mm. particularly those from like the progressive rock era but those type of hippie lyrics of like i'm going to damn the man and just create my art Mm -hmm. and who cares if i'm a contributing member of society i could just run off the coattails of whatever uh and i know that the the system is wrong for everyone else but i i don't have to do anything with it (laughs) right and it's it does kind of take into that that account where it's like um yeah i don't know if these guys ever had to like wait tables or mm. had to take like a job as a barista or like it, it, there it's so weird because they are a generation x or millennial writing these songs that feel too old for them like if you know what i mean or if what yeah. i'm getting at um, yeah like that's what i felt like i was having a hard, that's why i was having a hard time connecting with it was because it was as though it was like coming from like the 60s or 70s and mm-hmm. um this sense of like, oh, I can't remember where, which, where it was. I didn't write it down. It said, it's like, oh, we're all going to come together and like be as one. Oh no, here I have. Um, Paper people on fragile feet, all given to the human heart, share a vision everlasting. We are all one in this light fantastic and yeah. i said uh i don't know what world you live in <laughs> sir but that i mean who wouldn't like that that sounds right. really nice we- paper people feet, all given to the Do we do have to remember that this is from a Swedish lens and (laughs) I've never been to Switzerland, but it could very well be just like that. I mean, I've been to Scandinavia. I haven't, I've been to many Scandinavian countries. I haven't been to Sweden. I've been to Norway and Denmark and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're also very, I've known like, Scandinavian people, they're, they're amazing people, but they're also very pragmatic, which is mm. interesting that they're, but they're also really into being hippies and communes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's why it sounds appropriate to them. Right. But like, to be fair, this song was really, I was like, oh my God, I'm at the 1724 mark and I have, I'm sorry, eight minutes left. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. So <laughs> we're, we're in this. Yeah. Um, we spin the world is one of those few tracks for me that if I'm in the proper mindset, yeah, I will start to cry. Um, oh, okay. Like I'm just going to put that out there. There's a musical motif that they introduce at the very beginning. And then, but when they introduce it at the beginning, it's hidden. Um, and then they focus in on it at the midpoint of the track where like the song practically stops and you just hear this little um, like sound. And then that's the giant crescendo at the end of the track. 
mm-hmm. which is where they start saying we spin the world around, turn this sun into a moon kind of thing mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, and for some reason, that motif reminds me of the Lion King because it's, oh, okay. it's very like circle of life. It is that kind of, um, especially like turning this, uh, I believe the lyric is turn the sun into a moon or turn the moon into a sun, one of the two. Um, and it is very like turn a bad situation into a good situation, kind of that whole um, mm-hmm. opportunity is the same word as problem. Yeah, like I idea. felt like this, this album to me, like I said, it, it gave me the sense that like someone was growing up Mm-hmm. And but they still, like you said, they felt really they're still naive about the world. Yeah. But they still know they know an, a little bit about it. And but they're optimistic about it, which yeah. is, I guess, interesting because a lot of music, you know, is like, oh, I hate the world or oh, I got broken up. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And like, and like that was the musical climate that this album came out and where that music would continue to follow is that very angsty, very raging against the system. Whereas this one Mm. recognized that the system was broken, but instead of raging against it said, this is how we can improve it or let's try to improve it kind of an idea. Or at least like that was like the energy they brought to the table rather than let's burn it all down. Yeah, and especially it's interesting the kind of music, um, or I guess the the sound of it um, with all of the acoustic guitar, the harmonica, like the synth, was using music that or sounds that from an era that had this like oh we were gonna have such a utopia in this world and maybe we could still have it. Mm-hmm. You never like if we still looked for like our son and um maybe we could all be like grown-ups but be still kind of childlike yeah and it's interesting now that i'm thinking about it and now that you've kind of brought it into my mind um it's interesting that it's such a throwback to those 60s and 70s very hippie flowered powered um motifs and styles but brought into the mid-2000s where like the promises that we had from those just give peace a chance, love everybody kind of thing of the 60s and 70s. We now see that 20, 30, 40 years later where those promises were empty lies. I understand yeah, why but, why yeah, there's it, such yeah. a reaction and why a lot of that music was much more angsty. But these guys were still kind of going along like, oh, we just need to try it again we could still do this yeah and it's like well maybe this is a new generation to bring those ideas back like Mm. where the boomers haven't brought it but now they're at this now this generation's at that age where maybe we could envision especially because you said it was it came out in 2005 right correct so i mean this is way before i mean this is just after september 11th but like before 
you know, the financial crash of 2008, you know, kind of, it was like after the dot com. So maybe it's like in this weird moment in time where maybe things could get better potentially. And so one way we could use it is like, Oh, we have the stars and the moon and the sky and we'll be happy. (laughs) Right. What, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the poet that said, how can anybody be sad when you have the moon? Mm. Um, it was, it was either T.S. Eliot or um, the dude that wrote um, Picture of Dorian Gray. Oscar uh, Wilde? Oscar, yeah, I feel like it might have been Oscar Wilde. That okay. feels like a very wildy thing. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, why could you ever be sad when you have flowers in your garden and the moon in the sky? Something like and, that. Well, I would, he'd probably be like, when you could just look in the mirror and look at your fabulous self. <laughs> That's true. Hey, who dat? <laughs> <laughs> hey you look good looking dude why are you sad why are you sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean so that was kind of like what i took away from from that very long song i was just like oh my oh my lord yeah, so. and then i felt like the beyond the door kind of felt like it was capping off the whole album but it also kind of didn't feel like new sound it kind of just felt like it was regurgitating the first yeah. song so it's that's like recapping it, I guess. yeah so that's something that progressive rock does a lot and you either love it or you hate it i find um i love yeah, it yeah i did not love it which <laughs> is totally fair um the reason why i love it is in doorway the first track when they're singing uh the main chorus it always feels like they're undercutting themselves and underselling their the main chorus mainly because they're holding off and letting that final punch take place at the end of the album, which is why they're reprising it at the end where it does, where it is essentially just a retread of the first track. And I do recognize it. I like the fact that it planted the seeds in the first song for the, uh, the flowers of the last track to finally bloom. So that when you hear it, you're like, Oh, I remember this. Okay why are we listening to it again and then when they hit that final note it hits it where i feel like it should have hit in the first track which makes it much more satisfying I wanted some more energy or something because especially because you went through this really long song and it's like, okay, we're going to ramp it up and like close it out. And it kind of, it wasn't as energetic as I wanted it to be. Okay. But I could see why like you, it, yeah, I could see how it's like, it it completes that circle. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it has a nice like structure to it, Mm -hmm. but I, for me, I don't know. It's kind of that catch 22. I like music to have structure, but sometimes I like it when it doesn't, especially sure. the structure of an album. And especially because that song was just so long and it took up a lot of it Yeah. Um, that I don't know. I just wanted something a bit more, a bit more after such a, an ordeal. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it an ordeal. I was just like, 
oh boy, this is, we're climbing up a Swedish mountain or I don't know what they have in Sweden, but like a fjord. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my thoughts on, on the album that you suggested. Uh, like overall, I think it was okay. I, mm-hmm. I, I liked the light, dark moon sky. I, I am a hit. I'm, I am I am the child of hippies, so I yep. appreciate that. Okay. Uh, and I like the acoustic guitar. I wish there was more acoustic guitar. Okay. I do know in uh, later albums, they have more acoustic guitars and shorter, mm-hmm. punchier tracks. Uh, I always just come back to this one because of that fun, innocent kind of, yeah, the, the, the whole unabashedly joyful glee of this, of like, mm-hmm. we're just going to go full on hippie star child. Yeah. Whereas in <laughs> yeah. the other albums, they're a little bit more constrained, uh, especially in their last two albums. Okay. But uh, so are you, are you a big fan of these longer tracks or are you tapping out? Oh, no, no. Oh, I tap <laughs> out. Oh, no, no. I'm a, I, I the solid three and a half minute. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's the good stuff. <laughs> So on this, we're that the shortest, like, yeah. yeah, the shortest track is six minutes and 40 seconds. Not for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking, well, if there's only five tracks, they could be divided into, you know, if it was like a 15 tracks, it would make sense. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm glad you at least semi enjoyed that one. <laughs> semi. Yes. I hope. Um, I, like I said, it, it definitely reminds me of my dad. Um, I should get him to listen to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you do, let me know what you, what he thinks about it. I, he, he's a tough cookie to crack sometimes. He, he would either be like, Oh, I like that. Or what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, what am I listening to? Oh boy. Well, you had me listen to uh, Lemonade and I, I have notes. Yes. I have notes. Yes. Um, oh my God. Can't wait. Okay. Um, so as with all of these, um, I have yet to find an album that I genuinely don't like. And I'm still searching because I still thoroughly enjoyed this one. There are tracks that I liked more than mm-hmm. others. And the overall structure of this album I thought was really interesting. And I like how different each song was well at the same time they flowed into one another practically seamlessly yes create like a full experience like a full sit down one-time experience so i really appreciated that for me who i listen to music as like on an album base so the only time i won't is when i'm curating my own playlists but like yeah. I won't come down and I won't sit to somebody else that cre- curated a playlist or like those Spotify playlists unless it's like ambient sounds. Mm-hmm. So I, I generally don't work on a singles based. I'm much more of like, how does this song fit in the context of the album? So this okay. was a very juicy album for me because of that type of structure and how each of those tracks fit into one another. The other thing is how very cinematic this album is. That's such a good, yes. I, and I hope 
um, if you liked it enough, you watch a few of the music videos and cause then you'll just get more of the visual and the artistry of it um, mm-hmm. because it does lend itself to be so visual. Like that's why I like it a lot. I'm a, I'm, I'm a really visual person. So like, yeah. I love the, just she's demanding that you think, picture it as yeah. you're listening to it. Yeah. And I love how each song, regardless of the, the like topic at hand still tells a story even if that story Mm -hmm. is like, this is the love of my life and I still love him, but our relationship can't work. It's still a story. Uh, And even if that story is like, this is the memory that I had of my father way back when and his relationship with guns and how that's affected me, it's still at the heart, like a very strong story. And I also found whenever she included a uh, a feature on this, like Jack White or uh, Kendrick Lamar, um she used the strengths of the artist in question rather than like to service the song rather than star power to fuel the production of the the track you know because that's something that i find a lot of pop stars and popular media will just have a song feature somebody that's famous just to drive up sales yeah and i feel like she's using these individuals based on the merit of their craft um like for example maybe the song that i enjoyed the most because it's interesting yes i want to know which one you like the yeah, most. yeah. and which one you like the least well this is so interesting because the song i enjoyed the most is not my favorite song okay uh the song i enjoyed listening to the most was don't hurt yourself with jack White. yes yes um i know shocker uh, actually it's not so well i mean i it has my favorite line, like, fucking your shit up. Like, I love that line. I'm like, oh, she just gives me so much power when I just hear it. Mm -hmm. Ah." Yeah, and what, like, at this point, I'm three songs in uh, after uh, Pray You Catch Me and Hold Up. So I'm getting into the style. Like, I'm getting into what it is. Um, And it was at this point that I pinned down one of the things that I loved about these songs is the way she orchestrates the beats and rhythms Mm -hmm. is very interesting to me because it's not like a lot of R&B, hip hop or rap or those types where it's a very synthesized, just tones that Mm -hmm. are providing the beats, but a conglomeration of different sounds uh, using organic medium yeah like so she's like incorporating i i feel she incorporates almost every type Mm -hmm. of music from like i think i was reading like reggae and americana like punk and like r&b so it's i think to your point she's thinking of like well i want to have this song what's the best sounds to use with this song so that's why i like hold up because you have like the sirens going off in the background it makes me think of like like that's it. uh, yeah, and it's like that's such a yeah yeah one of my notes that i have for hold up is really blast horns just <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah but at the time when it came out in 2016 like well yeah. i mean those kind of tapering off the horn like those uh air horns and it's like yeah but she's using it in a song that she's talking about she's like 
you have cheated on me and you're like um and you're using an air horn you're blasting it out across the world can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Yep, yep, it's very like hold, well that's what the track is yep. called, hold up. So for Don't Hurt Yourself, um, I love, I, I think the thing that I love the most about this track outside of the music and I love the buildup and how Jack White comes on and really uses not only his vocal craft, but his guitar craft. Um, mm-hmm. I love the ending lines where essentially the whole idea of don't hurt yourself is like by you hurting me, you are driving me further away and that is what ultimately is what's hurting you. Yes. And I was just yes. like, I love that idea. I love that, yes. that like everything you put into the world is going to be coming back at you with that same intensity. Yes. So. And then I love how there, that you have that, um, those pieces of lyrics and then you lead into sorry, which is like, she is just so angry and she's not apologizing for being angry yeah yeah it's it should have been called sorry not sorry but yeah it's definitely (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that I mean I wrote down um and it was mainly just my mind uh where it was talking about Becky uh and going back to Becky Mm -hmm. um so I you know I love Taylor Swift (laughs) and I hate to bring her into this conversation but Taylor (laughs) Swift's latest album has the song called Becky where Taylor Swift's trying to recapture this lost love of this Becky character and I'm Mm -hmm. wondering is there like some Beyonce Taylor Swift universe where there's this mythical Becky character going on yeah I almost wonder if it well I I mean people can read into it's like oh this this person's name and I think the beehive has figured out who it is, but I, I, I want to say it's just a Beyonce is like, she has her, um, her alter ego, Sasha fierce. So I feel like whenever she uses a a name, it's not, it's a moniker. It's not right. So I feel like when she says Becky, it's just like, it's that whoever the woman or women who have cheated on with her husband or however you say it, I I feel like it's just like this, like Jane Doe kind of name. Right, right. So I feel like you just like slap it on and it's like, that's who that person is. Yeah, it's a conglomeration of a number of people that she can identify as one personified person. Yes, because like I feel when I listen to this song, like, yes, it's about obviously like cheating and betrayal, but it could almost be like, it doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship almost to me. It could also be like, if someone like, doesn't matter who, it's someone's hurting you Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm just really upset and I'm not going to apologize and like get off of me kind of thing. Yeah. It's very like broken trust song. Like I trusted you and you abused that and I'm not sorry for how angry I am with that. Um, Yes. And looking through the other tracks, I might have to say sorry is one of my least favorite tracks. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just I love, I love that only reason I'm saying that <laughs> is how much I enjoyed all the other tracks in comparison. 
Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the few notes that I have for Sori is groovy, but not connecting. And that just might be, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without painting myself as being this, oh, what was me character. But like whenever somebody done me wrong, I'm always trying to find why I was the reason for that. And like, okay, yes. how, and so for like my, my reaction, whenever I feel betrayed is never anger at mm. the other person. I'm always like, okay, what did I do? Like, mm. where did I go wrong? I'm so like, literally, I'm so sorry that you did that. I will try not to do that ever again. Right. So. Yeah. And, but you have to also remember like she's speaking as a black woman in the yeah. United States. Yeah. And to be quite frankly, I, I'm surprised she's not like bursting. More. At the she's so angry. Like she, yeah. I feel like sorry is a really good, like, and I always, when I'm listening to these songs, I'm like, it's maybe about her romantic relationship or relationships to society and how she just feels so betrayed by society. And like, I want, I want to be loved by you, but you don't want to love me back. And yeah. I'm giving you all of this and you just still won't give me what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And in that sense, I really love that song for what it's doing. And there's another track that she really starts um, really laying it thick um, and it's uh, in freedom, which mm. oh, yes. I, so oh, yeah. if we're changing gears a little bit, because I love the three track punch and I wish more popular music would have these like three track punches where it starts with sandcastles, goes to forward and ends with freedom. Those three mm -hmm. tracks, I just, I loved. Um, and the first couple of notes on Sandcastles, I immediately wrote, oh, it's getting real now. Like, not that it wasn't getting real before. But <laughs> like, he didn't think it was real before. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just like, oh, man, this is getting, this is getting intense. Scratched out your name and your face. What is it about you? because then it blends right into forward um and forward is essentially just like this recognize recognition that like as best as they have attempted and tried they can't move forward no matter how much they're trying they're beating their heads against this wall that's not moving and then there's this this cathartic freedom either mm -hmm. they've gotten over the wall or they've just stopped trying i i'm still I'm still processing exactly what, what that type of freedom is. Like there's that whole um, idea of freedom is either the freedom to choose or the freedom to have all choice removed from you so that there is no choice at all. Um, mm -hmm. Both are different type of freedom. You're either freed from the choice or you're free to choose. I'm still wondering which way this song is painting that freedom because there is a lot of angst in the, the lyrics and how Beyonce is singing it. So for me, this is, I would say, the most political song on this album. Yeah. Um, and especially like if you, um, if you enjoy the song, I would really recommend listening to the homecoming version, the live version, because she has the, um, uh, the drum, um, 
chorus and and people like in like it's almost more gospel and as it is it's not already more gospel but like it's on homecoming it it's really stomps and to me it's it's about for me it was basically about slavery like it was Mm -hmm. about living with the consequences and the trauma of slavery and and how it just complicates your life Mm -hmm. in every single way like I just think about the line freedom freedom I can't move like she just it I don't know it's I'm looking at the lyrics right now. I'm like, man, you could pick apart just like you could pull meaning from any, all these lines. They're just so wonderful. Um, Oh, freedom, freedom. I can't move freedom, freedom. Cut me loose. Um, I break chains all by myself. I won't let my freedom rot in hell. So it's like, you could take it as she's going to get it herself either way. Yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely see that parallel between um, what you were saying with the slavery, because mm-hmm. I mean, breaking chains and buying yourself is very, yes. like, very easy to draw the lines there. Yeah. yeah, but also it's a good point to say it's like, but in the context of the album, she's been talking mm-hmm. about her relationships and um, is this? Does she feel chained in her relationship, or um, she can't move maybe because of her daughter or like her family obligations or whatever, yeah. but. Uh, yeah it's um oh now i'm looking i actually you know what i haven't read the lyrics that of um uh kenrick lamar sings but also wow i i'm gonna go back to uh being the most political song on the album (laughs) oh yes well the moment that you introduce kenrick in this it automatically becomes very very political Driving me wicked, my spirit inspired me like, yeah! Open correctional gates in high desert, yeah! Open our mind as we cast away oppression, yeah. Open the streets and watch our beliefs, and when they call my name inside the concrete, I pray it forever. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. Freedom, cut me loose. Freedom, freedom, where are you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as I mentioned, like, I love those, that, buildup of the three tracks because both sandcastles and forward are much more somber and much more um almost intimate uh mm-hmm. especially with sandcastles essentially just being her and the piano for the first half yeah. um and i even wrote that um kendrick is being the um the tension and the wind up for beyonce's punch and release Mm, okay yeah so um yeah i love those ones uh which ones haven't we talked because the other one i know we're bouncing around quite a bit yeah no, I don't know if that's okay that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um the other one that i really liked was six six inch uh featuring the interesting weekend. so that's my least favorite song i can't oh. get into that song See, I now maybe because I like it as more of like a cinematic one, because this one I felt was a very cinematic one where it was like mm-hmm. talking about the struggles of, uh, and again, I'm projecting my own thoughts on here, but like the struggles of a black woman that has to work Monday to Friday and then Friday to Sunday, not being able to rise above her status because she's mm-hmm. just getting like shut down at every opportunity and so much more responsibility is shoved onto her. And yet she's being asked to prove herself every single step of the way with so much more responsibility shoved on her that the whole idea of the six inch stiletto, the six inch heel 
is her getting out of that a little bit. Um, like you can feel that there's this end of the rope quality that's leading this person to act out because of how frustrated they are within this system. Interesting. I anyway, that was my that's reading. Interesting. So maybe I'll have to listen. Yeah. No. Maybe like because I, I again I'm I I prefer like melody like I'm a melody person. I'm like mm-hmm. oh do I like this and I I that's why I, like I couldn't really it felt really inaccessible to me. I, I just I couldn't really get into it. Um and I'm but I like the weekend's voice in it. Like I think mm-hmm. you said you made a really good point where she uses people's talents to her advantage and yeah he he's a nice like um support i guess for her in this song and i like how he he sings in it but it's interesting that you i i'm gonna listen to it again with that in yeah. mind because i was just like uh i don't like how it opens it's like that's fair yeah, yeah. and i think <laughs> the the one line that i really really liked was i'm too smart to pray uh, thinking like no outside force is going to get me out of this. I have to get myself out of this. And even though it's so ingrained in my culture to just pray and hope, like, especially mm. um, like, I don't want to look too deep into it, but I mean like the Obama campaign was essentially of hope. And she's like, we're done hoping I'm too smart to pray for a yeah. miracle. I'm going to take matters into my own hand and get it done. I think that's really, I mean, yeah. And I think we're seeing that now. That's why I kind of wanted to give you this album because it, it yeah. seems just so relevant now. It's four years old and it and it's still, when you listen to it, it sounds so fresh still to me. Yeah. And so relevant in, in the political mind that we're in. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, which actually brings me to my favorite song off of the album. Okay, what's your favorite? My favorite is <laughs> All Night. <gasps> Yay! Oh my god. Yeah, I have that's... had this song on loop for the past day. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's so weird that that's my favorite song because it's not the song that I enjoyed the most listening to, but it was the one that I just felt connected to the most. Like yes, you are saying exactly what I'm feeling. There's something <laughs> in this song that I just am like, yes, yes. Um, and I actually wrote down a couple of the lyrics because I couldn't help but like, uh, the one was uh, baptize your tears and dry your eyes. <gasps> like, don't you get oh, chills? I just got oh, chills with that one. Line. Like, oh, oh, boy. oh my God. God. I even wrote like this, this lyric slaps and this lyric kills so hard. Um, it's, I love when she's singing, when she, it's almost like a crooning, like she's saying all mm-hmm. night. She's like, it's like, I don't, she, and that's when I listen to it, I get shivers. Cause it's like, it's coming from somewhere else. That call. Yeah. Me, it doesn't, it sounds like her, but it like, that is, she's channeling something. But nothing real can be threatened True love breathes salvation back into me With every tear came redemption I was going to say, it feels like she's channeling like the old black women that really built the music industry that don't get the love and support that they really wanted. Like, obviously you have the big ones like Ella Fitzgerald and uh, um, 
oh, I had her in my mind and now she's gone. Why can't I think of her? It's gone. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> I had like three lined up and I only had yeah. one before my mind just went, nope, that's all you're going to get. Um, you're only going to tell us about Anna. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Um, Aretha Franklin oh is God. the other one. Yes, that I was, I was like, of. Aretha. <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah. know why she escaped me. But also so many other black women that even like essentially pioneered and created rock and roll that got lost mm-hmm. to the wayside. So I feel like she's channeling those forgotten spirits to really bring them back to the forefront. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Like for me, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, she, to me, it's like, that's the, she's at the, the peak of her artistry and she's a mother, she's a wife, she's a daughter. Like she's all of these things. And I think that's your point. She's just, I don't know. She's like tapped into this unknown force in this world. And Mm -hmm. uh, which is powerful because you're like, wow, she's accessing it. And I can like, just connect right to it. Like I I can recognize it in her and I can recognize it in myself, which is why it's like, I I listen, like there's something, like you said, there's like, there's just like magic in this song Mm -hmm. to me. It's just like, there's something else that I, you rarely find in music. Yeah, like um, there's something that Robert Fripp, uh, the kind of founding member and lead artist from King Crimson uh, would say, and that's like the spirit of a masterpiece visits you very fleetingly. And all you can do, you don't know when it's going to arrive and you don't even know when you're creating an art that it is there, but you'll know, once it's left what it has done for you and Mm. all you can hope is that it will visit you once or twice in your entire career and i think it was definitely there for her with all night within this Mm -hmm. within that little section there yeah and especially like i think just for myself as a woman like it's something i i recognize there's just in tremendous power there and i'm like wow she has it Mm -hmm. it's there like what could that mean for someone else listening to this song? Like, Oh, I can have this power too. And that's why this is, this album is just, it's so, I'm I'm a white woman speaking. It's just, but it's just so empowering to listen to. It's just, it, there's complexity in it and there's, there's sadness and there's struggle and there's trauma. But at the same time, it's like, you can pull yourself out of it. You can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like, I mean, like, we're good. Let's go back to independent women, like woman right there. Like sh- she has been saying that consistently over the course of her c- career. And that's why I just like this, to, like all night, she's just saying like, I want to be with you. I want to connect with you. And I don't know. Oh, just, oh my God. <laughs> I don't have, I, I can't for my thoughts. Cause I'm just like, that, I, I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's so, I'm still shocked of how much I'd love that, that track. Um, and I also love all the horns. Um, and that's yes, the other thing. Yes. I yes. love so much of the like traditional horn sections, like trumpets, trombones, things like that, especially just to kind of shift gears a little bit, even though I want to spend my entire podcast on all night. Um, <laughs> we can have just a special, like, just a special hey, one-off like a- <laughs> podcast we within a podcast. All night. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Beyonce. Um, and then I could do research on like, well, there are actually homages and references to many things. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do that as like a special episode or something. But just to kind of switch gears, just so that I can at least touch the other songs. Speaking of all those um, horn sections, uh, Daddy Lessons. I loved the New Orleans jazz feel to all that, like very grassroots feel. And it left me with a smile on my face, even with the very Mm -hmm. heavy um, lyrical content. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And let's see here, just to kind of touch those last songs, Love Drought was, I love the strings on that and the strange bass groove. Uh, I felt like it was very infectious. Yeah, like it felt very like, airy and like cool and yeah almost like, off after a very like you've gone through some hot tracks you gotta yeah cool down. you gotta cool down <laughs> it felt like kind of like a jazz bar like you know those yeah. like 1930s jazz bars yeah. um and then pray you catch me was mm-hmm. i loved how it opened up like you had said like it opens mm-hmm. up as though it felt like it it ends I definitely feel as though you were right in that it does feel like it's the end uh, with the dark overtones and the um, very finale, finality, is that a word? Yeah. Finality? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is interesting because the f- actual final track of Formation, I, that one and Sorry might be my two least favorite tracks only oh, okay. because it doesn't feel like an ending. Like it doesn't okay. really feel like it's the the end to the album, and maybe that's that's a choice. Like maybe that was intentional, yeah. So that it wasn't the end, where it's just like there really isn't an end. There's just like ends of chapters. So like the end has yet to be written, type of an idea. I know I'm mm. stretching to try to justify why the ending. Yeah, no, thing... I I I think it's a per. To, I, I will counter with. I think it's perfect okay. because again, I think she wrote this album to be like, I'm a black woman. This album is just specifically for black women. Mm -hmm. And so formation is okay, ladies, let's get into formation. It's like, it's almost a call to like, we uh, apparently we still got a lot of work to do on us always, all the time. We got to be the ones to do it. Um, But this time it's going to be for us. It's not going to be for the rest of the world. And so that's why I'm like, it just, like it gets me hyped up and it gets me like, yes, I need to, I need to get information. I get my ladies and you know, we need to get shit done. Right. Right. It's interesting. Um, Cause I did write that lyric of, okay, ladies uh, get information. Cause I got to slay. Yes. Or, because I slay. Yeah. Cause uh, I slay. Yes. That's it. Um, yeah. And I actually wrote down that I can see how this song has influenced so many other modern R&B songs even today Mm -hmm. and how they used her structure and her style because that's all I'm hearing at least today with a lot of women's R&B and hip hop. Mm -hmm. This very tangible style. Uh, yeah and again like i for me i've i've been a destiny's child fan since i when they first came out and so for me again this is just an extension this is just a continuation of what they she's been singing for her whole career is she's independent woman who can be on her own who can be successful and have love in her life on her own and so when i hear it i'm just like this is like again independent woman 
2.0, 3.0, whatever. And um, it just, it's a natural progression to me at least. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why, and I just love it's when, and again, that's a really great music video to watch as well because it's so visual and she, and that's the one where she has very long hair. Um, she has the, um, uh, the weave in her hair and it's so long and she's hanging out of an old style car and she's just like has this like do not care look on her face and she's like no I mean business like oh. we've sang I've sang all these songs you know I've gone through a lot we've gone through a lot but at the end like I'm still standing I'm still an independent woman Mm -hmm. and I'm calling on other women to be the same. Like we have the power to do that. So for me, like as a woman, like this is such an important song to me. Like right. I love the song a lot. Um, and that's why like to me, Sorry and Formation are one of my actually two favorite songs. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, so because, interesting. You yeah. know, it's also, if you watch the music video to Sorry, um, it's um, Serena Williams is her is is dancing and it's incredible oh okay because i <laughs> love serena like, yeah okay. i'm dancing <laughs> nice yeah and maybe that's part of the reason why uh those are my two least favorite at not i'm not saying that they're my least favorite because they're bad yes. songs i'm just saying that i like the other ones more um I mean, I'm the whitest guy I know. <laughs> yeah. um, I might not be a I might not be a dude, bro, but you know, I was signed male at birth, so I had a lot of privileges. Um, and I just that's not my reality. Like I, mm -hmm. I can appreciate the struggles that they are going through, but I can't ultimately connect with it. So I can only appreciate right. it from somebody on the outside looking in. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have yeah. any kind of like, I think I'm as far away from Beyonce as one could actually get <laughs> outside of maybe being cis. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's the only thing that her oh and I probably God. have in common. Right. Like, was, oh my god yeah. that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> the furthest point away from beyonce yeah if there was like this human graft and beyonce was the one point there'd be like michael right at the very <laughs> other end being to like, be fair to be fair you listen to her whole album which is more like than other people have other white guys have done that's true um, that's true yeah, but I get that's a really excellent point, obviously. And I think that's why I said like her, this album was just really great because it was so varied in the context of the songs and the, the sounds of the songs and the different elements they were bringing in. And for me, like um, Sorry, uh, Freedom and Formation, like those big hype, um, mm -hmm. like stomp songs are like, I, I just, they have so much energy and um I, I I'm having a hard time finding that kind of energy in music nowadays. Like just like, like um, a good example is WAP, um, Cardi yeah. B and uh, you know, it's just, it's that song is so slow to me. And I'm like, I want, I need some energy. Like, yeah, you know, we're in it, this kind of weird, weird world. And I'm just like, we need some energy. We've been stuck inside. I'm like, Oh yeah. formation. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce's calling me to be in formation. Okay. <laughs> Get out of my way. I got I must. this to do. Yes. I must. She calls. <laughs> she calls. My queen calls. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, this was a lot of fun. And I had a blast really digging in and discussing all these tracks with you. So 
Yes, Thank you so much I for know. introducing that and bringing that into my life. And I will, uh, if you're, if we're going to do this again, I might subject you to homecoming, which again is two hours long, but it's incredible. <laughs> okay. Well, if I know that's what's coming my way, I have a couple albums then to uh, let you enjoy and hopefully you'll connect with them a little bit more than you connected with Moon Safari, but we'll see. We'll see. It's all a big experiment. Yes. That's fun. It's, yeah. you know, I think it's a great idea because, uh, you know, I would have never have listened to that song before. And, uh, it's always interesting to talk to another person about music because you pull so many different things out of it. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. um, your favorite songs off Lemonade and my, and your favorites off, off Moon Safari. I'm, I just keep wanting to call it Moonbeam. I don't know why. I, I have to keep looking. I'm like, it's Moon Safari, not Moonbeam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could have called themselves but, uh, Moonbeam. But, but Lemonade yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. But Lemonade is such a meaty mm-hmm. album. Like, people have dissected it, like, I much better than we could um, yeah. in terms of just the cultural significance and references. And yeah, yeah I, I, we did a pretty good job, I feel. We did all right. Yeah, well, I, I, I you know, I'm, it's my own experience. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we'll definitely have you back on. Uh, and again, I want to give you a great big thank you. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want everybody to know about? Oh, I can do that? You can do that. Oh, yes. wow. I, I don't have things to plug, but... <laughs> Uh, and my Instagram is private now. Uh, otherwise, I would have been like, oh, we on Instagram. Right. Uh, no, no, right now, uh, you know, I'm writing. I'm a writer attempting oh. to write always. Um, so maybe later I can plug something else well, if, that I'm if writing. Or... Anything does see the light of day, I will use all my influence and power to. <laughs> You know, the tens of people that follow the tens me. Of people, yeah. Well, I mean, I do have, uh, I don't know if you could see it. I have a link to a, a, a short story I published this year on a, oh. on a, in a online magazine. I, I think you can access it from my Instagram account. Okay. Um, but I have told people if you are feeling sad, it's not the story for you. It's called okay. palliative care. Um, oh. on Lost Balloon. So if you want to oh. Google Lauren Hummel Palliative Care, you can check it out and be super sad. <laughs> if I can find it, I'll just put it in the, the episode's description of like, check out her work yes. here. You have actually helped me edit it, funny enough. Oh, if this yes, is the one I'm you... thinking of, it was a beautiful story. Yeah, so I had it published. Uh, oh, congrats. And, uh, funny enough, at the end of March. Wow. <laughs> it was like, this is the worst timing for this kind of story. <laughs> a little bit, but who knows? Maybe people yeah. want that cathartic outlet of some kind. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'll plug. You okay. can listen. You can w- listen. You can read that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, and thanks again for coming on. And please keep sharing music. 